everyone and welcome back to this week's episode of Backstage Spotlight. I am joined by the lovely Emmy, who is the owner of Theatre and Tonic Instagram page. Hello, Emmy. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. I'm so excited to talk to you about everything that you do on your Instagram page, on your socials, all things musical related, theatre related. For those who haven't seen your account, do you just want to say a bit about yourself and what you do? Yes, yeah, so um, I'm Emmy. I am the founder of Theatre and Tonic. We are primarily like a theatre website. We have started to integrate more onto social media. Um, so it, it's going into its 10th year next year. Wow. Um, and we now have a team of over 20 writers who are based all around the UK. So we have people in Scotland and also down in South and all in between. So, yeah, we're quite a big site, really. Um, but we do all sorts. We do interviews. We do reviews and we do news pieces and backstage and stuff. So that's amazing. I wanted to ask you, how did it all start? Where did you get the idea and how did you grow it? Oh, God. So um, like I say, we're going into our 10th year and I actually started writing my blog during like the big blog era when it was kind of like Zoella was kind of a really big thing yes. back then. And um, I started writing primarily because I was studying a dance degree um, at Coventry University and I kind of got to my final year and you know how it is probably for yourself going into your final year. There's a lot of pressure to kind of decide what do you want to do next? Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to perform anymore. I think for me, it kind of got to the stage where I was like, oh, mentally and physically, the performing arts industry is so demanding and I just found that during my um studies I was writing quite a lot on my blog that we kind of had to do during our degree yeah and I was like oh I love this why am I not doing it and I hadn't seen anyone else doing it um so I just started writing and then obviously 10 years down the line you know we're still here we're still alive and kicking so we did something right yeah that's that's amazing and it's it's funny to see how you start off doing something and then life just happens and the natural causes of it just take you down different paths that you didn't think you were going to go down. Yeah, 100%. Like, I always thought I was going to do performing. Um, but like I say, I think I got to, like, my final year and I was like, mm, it's just not for me anymore. Um, and I do miss elements of it, but I was like, no, I enjoy writing about it. <laughs> like, yeah. it's less pressure. Um yeah, and you still get to see the variety of theatre. It's just a completely different way of still being engrossed in the industry without being a performer. And yeah. it's quite nice to be able to do that. So when you go and see shows, how do you approach writing about them? Is it, like, just explain. Oh, okay. So when it comes to reviews, I think over the years it's really changed because there's been a lot more discussion about you know, looking at representation, diversity, yeah. and that's something that we're trying to, I think now that I've expanded my team, it's a lot easier to do. When it was just me, it's really hard. Um, so when I go into a theatre, I kind of think about, you know, representation. Are you seeing on that stage what you should be seeing? Are you seeing, yeah. like, our society being reflected? And I think as well now, it's I mean there's a massive discussion um with my team at the moment about pantomimes now for us we don't starve at pantomime and mm. people are like why don't you do that and I'm like because for a lot of theatres big or small that's their main source of income every single year 
Yeah. And I just don't want to be a part of dictating who is the best one. Yeah. Um, so we just think about things like, you know, when I go into a, a review, if it's um kind of marketed as a family show, you kind of go, right, how is this accessible to families? What can they yeah. gain from this? And things like that. So, yeah, that's how I approach it. Yeah. Um, and how many shows would you say you see per year? So like this year so far, how many do you think you've seen? So personally, I've seen, I think we are going, well, I've seen about over 50, 50 to 80. Um, but my team, we log every single show we have seen and put yeah. on our website and we have hit over 400 this year. 400! <laughs> But by the, but I'm hoping by the end of the year we'll hit 450. I'd love us to hit 450. Wow, that's like um, one and a half a day. I know. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, when you have a team, though, it's really difficult because, like this week, I think one day we've got like five writers out on the same night. Yeah, wow, that is hectic. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It's nice though having a bigger team so that you can go more around the country, and I'm assuming they're based different in different locations yeah and um I think as well it's it creates so many different like ex- like interesting conversations because obviously a lot of us go and see the same shows like over yeah. a a time frame um so it does create really interesting conversations because some people get like there's some shows that I have definitely not enjoyed this year so then when my writers are like but I really enjoyed it I'm like okay let's discuss this what did you like about it so it's quite nice it's such a community feel because we can discuss things quite openly um but then you kind of present the challenge of if you get like if we rate a show quite low we get some kind of criticism about that which is always it's always going to happen though because it's subjective and theatre is like an art form and that's just dependent on who's watching it and yeah definitely I mean we did Edinburgh Fringe for the first time this year oh, wow. um amazing if you get the chance to go you've just got to go and experience it once but we we did that this year and what's been really nice for us is a lot of the shows that we reviewed and kind of said oh these are amazing they've now mostly transferred to London wow so we're like yes like what we've done is actually helped somebody yeah Um, that's great so that's really good I saw Edinburgh Fringe it was about five years back now um I wish I could be in a musical yes that's still going strong yeah and that's still going strong and I think that was one of their first public like Mm. experiences like to show their piece um at Edinburgh Fringe and it's just crazy to see how much a show can develop and six started at Edinburgh mm-hmm. Fringe didn't it so Edinburgh yeah. Fringe is a great place to go to find like the start of a of a show yeah and I think as well it opens your eyes to new things and like new ideas and everyone's such like a community up there it's really it's there's such a buzz in Edinburgh and you don't unless you go there you don't know how to explain it but it was just lovely and you go and like we saw we had like a frame time like time frame when we were like right we're gonna have like three hours here where we will just put in whatever gravitates us going down the mile yeah and that's really like it's really good so I would like wholeheartedly advise anyone to go I know it's expensive but it's worth every penny. Yeah, that's, yeah, really good 
um, advice because I having been to Edinburgh Fringe I think it's something that people should experience I think it's great yeah um, I've got a question that might be really tricky for you having seen so many different pieces of theatre mm-hmm. but if you had to have a top three ever ever which ones would they be and why oh okay ever number one for me has always been rent I think rent I know Luke Bayer was talking about it on your podcast yes. and for me rent was one of the first musicals that kind of got me in like yeah. really got me in and I just love it I think it needs to come back I know that uh Peterborough are doing a production of it next year next oh, summer wow um but I'd like to see that back uh number two Amelie oh, I didn't get a chance to see that but was it good it was just stunning and I think I saw it just before the pandemic and it was yeah. the first show I saw post-pandemic oh and that collective of people I've got it sounds like I'm a crazy fan but I'm not but that <laughs> people are so solid and they obviously some of them went on to do the Lion, the witch and the wardrobe together yeah and just that journey of staying together and then obviously now it's in Birmingham not many of them are doing it this time around mm. but it was just lovely I loved Emily and then one that really really surprised me this year was uh the curious case of Benjamin Button at the Southwark oh I didn't see Uh, gives you Emily vibes yeah it's one of the most emotional shows I've ever seen oh like me and my friend were sat there like a fellow reviewer and um we were sobbing that much you could feel us shaking but we were like don't look at each other don't look at each other we just need to be fully engrossed but I have heard it is coming back so fingers crossed oh nice yeah I'll have to see that one yeah you'd love it if you like the film it's completely different to the film but there's something really beautiful about the way they do it yeah oh yeah it's really interesting as well when there is a film version of it and you see how they almost transpose it to stage and mm. see their take on it and a different vision almost of the same story it's sometimes really clever yeah. to see it's nice have you seen the little big things yet haven't which yeah. I know is really bad no but... you've got to go see that you've got to go yeah see it's it's high on my list I'm trying to squeeze in one final trip of the year to kind of squeeze in a lot of ones that I've just kind of not seen like I've not seen Sunset Boulevard yet and yes I need to been... see that on about it to me yeah um, but it's just trying to fit it all in and obviously yeah, the cost of theater tickets is quite high so it's like mm. I need to go down and kind of have like a weekend or something where I just chop them all in yeah honestly the little big things was it's great it's based on the book and mm. I know since the show and um, my mum got the book and read it and she said it was just fantastic it's a really really heartfelt story as well so they're your top three mm-hmm Good. And if there was a show that you could bring back that's that used to be in London or that's um on the West End, what would be that show? One that always sticks out to me, I am such a huge like champion of regional theatre. I think regional theatre this year has been exceptional. And for the last yeah. few years, it's been incredible. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm based in Leicester, so my home theatre is The Curve. So yes whatever the curve generates usually is top notch um but one in particular was billy elliot and oh yes their production of billy elliot was next level like 
it was just stunning. Like, I don't know what it was that Nikolai Foster did, but it was just so blooming clever. It was so yeah. very good. Um, I mean, obviously, their production of A Chorus Line is coming back next year, but oh, I am great. begging for them to bring Billy Elliot back. Yeah. And Billy in oh, London. That is such a good show. Such a yeah. good show. And I think as well, because they obviously had success with Greece, it's such a good, like, what's the word like example of what they've done yeah. and obviously Greece was a curve production so look what they've done with that and it's like let let Billy Elliot be the next one that you now that's great please. yeah that would be great what do you think about Hades Town I am so excited for Hades Town I knew very little about it and I think for me a lot of shows for next year like the new ones I'm trying to go in blind yeah. Like with no preconception, no kind of idea. I've listened to a bit of Hades Town, but I'm trying not to like immerse myself in it because yeah. I really want to see it for the first time and have that full experience. Yeah. But that casting is just. Mm, I saw the clips from the like concert they did, and yes, it's just beautiful. I cannot wait to see it. I think that is going to be. Yeah, that's going to be an amazing show. I've yeah, wanted I've... it to come to London for so long and I'm just so glad it finally is. Hmm, definitely. And I think it'll be one of those that's going to, because it's kind of got that uh, Greek kind of mythology vibe, it's yeah. going to bring in such a different audience, which is what mm, we need. Definitely. So I welcome it with open arms. Um, yeah, I'm very excited by it. And I'm just thrilled that people like Ali Daniels are able to have a platform now. It's great. Yeah, it really is. Um, so talking about like Leicester Curve and different locations around the UK, what mm -hmm. has been the most standout location that you have seen a show in? So this year, I would definitely say Watermill Theatre in Newbury is one of the hardest theatres to get to, like location wise, because yeah. of where it is. Um, but their production of the Lord of the Rings this summer was so good. Um, and for a theatre that literally has no funding now, it's been completely scrapped off them this year. And what they managed to pull out of the bag was so good. It was kind of like semi-immersive. So you started outside oh, and they like made it like all outside. So you had all the um, artists going in through you and talking to you. Yeah. And then they like start the production, but then they bring you into the theatre. Oh, and then they do everything in there and then at the end they bring you back out so it's almost like you're going from like hobbit town whatever yeah called, hobbit town, and then going into the theater going into like middle earth what happened on their journey and then coming back so clever yeah i love when they do things like that it's so cool yeah. it's like I, a new twist it's like changing theater almost yeah, and I, I think now, you know, we're, we need to find new ways of bringing the the audience in that's non-traditional. Yeah. Um, because, you know, there's a generation that are growing up and they want things that are more engaging and they're not just constantly sat down because your attention span doesn't yeah. want you to sit down for two and a half hours these days. Yeah. So it's about finding new, exciting ways to bring people in. Um, and I do think Watermill is one of the ones that will do that. Yeah, that's great. It's um like Guys and Dolls as well by London yes. Bridge. That one. Um, have you been in the immersive 
yeah I've, yeah I've done both I've done seated and standing which is nice because you get a different like atmosphere and a different experience of what's going yeah. on but I loved it they've done such a good job with guys and dolls yeah that was fantastic I did the immersive um standing um tickets and I had no idea what to expect I went with my mum and you you know how they have like chairs and tables out we were like are we allowed to sit down like how involved can we be and there were like lines on the floor and we were just like standing by the line and the crew were like come on over like use the space and it was just completely immersive and also having like the stage hands as like almost policemen and them involved in that way it's just so clever and it, it just seeing more and more things like that coming in it's just really like yeah it's like food for thought it's really cool Mm. and I just don't even know how they begin to think of new ideas like that no it's there's so much to think about like you say I think with a production like that like you say like you're kind you're always moving yeah and I know when we went to see it they kept going oh come here like no you need to go back there and we were like "What, what are we doing yeah and then when they raised the platforms and people like audience members actually sat on the set (laughs) <laughs> it's brilliant um have you seen a show at the open air theater at regent's park yes i saw legally blonde during the peak of the um like heat wave last summer oh my gosh was it that must be quite hard even for the actors because yeah, yeah the weather's so unpredictable you just don't know no, it, I mean, it was a fantastic, I loved Legally Blonde, it was great, but I think what, what made us laugh is all of my group of friends that went, we all dressed up in pink like you do. Yeah. But I think we came out as pink as what, like, on our skin as what we were wearing, <laughs> and we were that sunburnt, because we were literally right in the direct sunlight throughout the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, but yeah, but I love Regent's Park, love it, yeah, I think it's great. it's great. I love how you have to walk, like, a good 15, 20 minutes to even just get there you do don't you but at least it's nice surroundings when you do it yeah oh it's lovely worse yeah definitely and also like if it rains they just have to get like ponchos out yeah (laughs) like umbrellas I went for like a backstage tour of it I don't know if you've seen the backstage but it is in the forest like it's it's just greenery everywhere they have like mirrors just hung up on trees and they're like backstage their like backstage dock is like under a gazebo tent it's it's just amazing it was such a great thing to do to visit that the like the backstage side of it I've got a game I don't know how good you are with um nervous like general knowledge like musical theater it's a bit it's it's not that hard I've been quite kind but how it will work is I will say one clue and if there's three clues in total for each musical okay and you can guess after each clue so if you get it wrong you then get another clue if that makes sense you'll see yeah um so we'll do the first one as like an example run and then you'll get the gist so the first musical the first clue is the opening song is called Story of My Life. Do you know what? Instantly I think of One Direction. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I literally went, I was like, whoa, what was that? Where am I? 
okay i can't think now top of my head can i have a second clue have you got a second clue this musical has a lot of fairy tale creatures in not shrek is it yeah it's shrek why did i think of one direction (laughs) wow i'm still in my life Going back One Direction, clearly. Yeah, maybe they should do a musical of One Direction. <gasps> okay, I'd be down for that. I love Duke it. Duke Cox. <laughs> if Take That can do it, then One Direction can. Exactly. It, there's always there's always a gap in the market somewhere. <laughs> that would bring in loads of fans. It would. It really would, wouldn't it? Right, um, I'm right now. Yep. Yeah. Get that sorted. Maybe that can be your next like venture. Yeah. Well, to be fair, me and my friend tried to uh, write a chicken run musical during lockdown. Oh my gosh, how did that go? <laughs> Mate, it's iconic. It's really good. We're really proud of it. I don't know why we've never done anything with it. I think we should. Yeah. Like, like Babs gets like a whole tap number. Oh my gosh, that needs to be seen by the public. You need to workshop that as soon as you can. <laughs> in lockdown i just found it hilarious people were writing musicals like the ratatouille did you ever see that i loved it that was so good i loved that like the songs were so catchy and they also did um bridgerton yeah they did yeah they were so good like they've got legs (laughs) and then everyone would like tag the the account and like make a new scene it was fantastic they called it ratatouille they call the musical i think yeah i loved it oh it was so good that social media nowadays is just a different ball game the things that yeah (laughs) there's still time you can still bring it out bring it back (laughs) right the next um next one first clue is this show has a lot of upbeat dance numbers very vague that could be quite yeah that could be quite a few like hairspray has a few doesn't it um it's hairspray <laughs> yeah. because today i've been thinking about hairspray because of kilworth house did it this year yeah um the next the other clues for that were set, the next one was set in the 60s so you all have definitely got after that and then about a tv show the corny collins show you got that one straight away i'm so good at this game (laughs) you're brilliant right next one this show has more than 232 puppets the lion king yeah (laughs) you're so good have you seen the lion king yep seen it a few times i've seen it four times now oh wow i saw it when it was on tour i saw it in edinburgh oh did you like it yeah, I did really enjoy it. I'd love to see it again in London. I was, um, it was about three, four years ago now that I saw it in um, London. And I feel like I was not too young, but I didn't, it was like the start of me going to see shows. And I think if I watched it now, I'd just appreciate like the use of the puppets more and mm. the songs. It's a classic. It's a Disney classic. Yeah. It's good. It definitely, I feel like, because it's quite old now, old, but it's yeah. been there. Quite it's been a long around time for a now. while. It definitely needs like an injection of more life into it. I think it's one of those. Yeah, I feel like it's very traditional. Yes, 
like yeah, it's yeah. your traditional like Disney puppets dance mm. like it's like that I would be intrigued to see a like modern revival of it yeah but I think that could be really interesting how they would take it on yeah definitely yeah that would be really interesting um okay next one this show is under the sea Little Mermaid. No. Do you want another clue? Okay. It's a well-known childhood TV show. I might need the third one. Third one is you use this to wash dishes with. Oh my god! Why is my mind gone blank? It was on in summer and it was on tour this year. SpongeBob. Yeah. <laughs> the gasp. SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Yeah, who lives in a pineapple under the <laughs> sea? <laughs> Good old SpongeBob. Good old SpongeBob. SpongeBob. I thought it was really funny. Yeah, I really it was. Enjoyed it. it was funny. I had never watched SpongeBob. I've I've never seen SpongeBob through the uh, the whole of my childhood, so I didn't really understand like any of the I didn't know who any of the char- characters were, but it was a great great show, very entertaining. And my um, my friend Hannah was in it, so I went to see oh, her. I love Hannah. She's love great. Hannah. She's a really yeah. So we had a catch up during when she was in Leicester. So yeah, it was good. Yeah, she's really lovely. To be fair. Yeah, it's great, and she's doing great in six. She's done her debut as both ultimates yeah I need to go and see her I was really once I heard she was on last week I was like oh I could have gone down but I'm like right wait for the next time she announced it and then I'm going to try and snag a ticket because I need to go and see her yeah I'd love to see that she definitely looks a lot more comfortable as well now which is lovely yeah it's great yeah so good I saw her in um Heather's as well way back She's come so far. Who knew Tesco in lockdown? <laughs> oh, look, lockdown again. She could have done a Tesco musical. Tesco. Lockdown yeah. <laughs> right, so we need to action. Once this um, call's finished, we need to action um, your, your chicken <laughs> run musical. And we need to do a Tesco musical and we'll get Hannah involved with that one. Yeah, that's fine. Hannah will do it. Yeah, of course she will. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's move on to the next one. Um, this show is set in Paris. Moulin Rouge. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Oh, I've it's seen... hot in that theatre though. Oh my lord. <laughs> Did they not have the fun on when you went? <laughs> no, it's just warm. Every time I walk into that one, I'm Yeah, like, I know what you mean. Oh. It's like it's like you're walking into like a hot restaurant. Do you know that feeling? Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, this time of year, that's where you want to be. If you want to get warm, that's go true. to Moulin Rouge. Because it's going to be <laughs> baking hot in there. I've been twice, and now you say it, it was very hot in the in the auditorium. It is so hot. I Great like, show, though. Yeah, I think I went, like, winter time, and I remember being all, like, wrapped up, and I sat down, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah yeah it's hot in there but the show I the dancing in that show I love it's top notch it's brilliant backstage romance is just oh that is the best one even just like the lighting it's so good it's oh we did um 
I wouldn't say like a remake because I don't think it had anything on the West End version of it. But in first year, we did a showcase for our parents on open day in first year. And we did um, the the songs from that show. And my, what, what did I do? The Adele one. Um, oh. What was it? What was it? Um, rolling in, rolling, rolling in the deep, isn't it? Yeah, but it's a remix. Roll, yeah, crazy rolling. Yeah, there you go. That's the one. <laughs> we did that, and uh, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> well, you know, you can always make it to the West End. You've you've started. Yeah, you know, I dipped my toe in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, next one. This show is coming to London soon. Hmm, could be a few. Mm -hmm. Mean Girls? No. So Mean Girls is coming. Hades Town is coming. Yeah, it's Hades Town. <laughs> we I spoke like, about it earlier. Yeah, I was like, maybe she's trying to throw me off a little bit. Yeah, I'm thinking. excited to see Mean Girls though too. I'm so intrigued who they're going to cast for that. Oh yeah, that's true. The casting. When do they usually announce that? So when is it opening? June? Yeah. June, I think... August time. So I reckon we'll probably know February, March time. I think they'll yeah. let Hades Town open, do its thing, and then I think we'll know. Yeah, yeah that will be interesting to see. Very interesting. I'm Good sure... You. you never know. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Graduating on you next year. There you go. Regi do they do they need a Regina George? <laughs> I'll be anything. I'll be the burn book. See, you could be the burn book. <laughs> That'll be, be iconic. Yeah, I'll be a bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although, did you see the production images for the witches at National Theatre? No, but I saw. I went for a tour of National Theatre and I saw all the set being painted, and it was phenomenal. I need to go and see it, but I, I'm I'm slightly envious of the child that gets to dress up as a Henry Hoover. <laughs> like I've never wanted a role more in my life. But there's a kid dressed as a Henry Hoover winner. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, the tickets for that are pricey. I know. I keep looking, and they do a rush on a Friday at one p.m. Okay, I'll look out. Ten pound tickets. And I have been looking and I'm like, oh, I just need to do it. I need to bite the bullet. Yeah. But I do have a feeling it might have a West End transfer anyway. Mm, yeah. Because I want, But then I, it's kind of that thing where you're like, do I wait and see if they're going to have a West End transfer? Mm. But then if they don't have one and it finishes at the end of January, I've basically missed it. Yeah. It's a tricky one. It's just like 70 quid, just pay it up. <laughs> it's a lot, isn't it, though? It is a lot of money. Yeah. I don't know. I might. We'll I'm, I'm going to try one more time for, not that I missed it, but I'm like trying to, I've only got like certain days where I can go. So I'm going to do one final go, I think. And then if I can't get it next week, for whatever reason, I'm just going to pay the £70. Yeah. I think it will be worth it. It looks like it's going to be a good show. Just for the kid in the Henry Hoover. Just for the kid. <laughs> just for that one kid in that Henry Hoover. That's all I'm going to say. That's my highlight. <laughs> I pay him to child. Child be a Henry Hoover. Ah, that's funny. Okay, last one. Cool. 
The music in this musical is by Stephen Schwartz. Wicked. Yeah. <laughs> easy. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, yeah, I didn't make that one very challenging. <laughs> but you smashed that. That was really good. Hey, I thought I wasn't going to. When you said game, I was like, no. Oh, we've always got to have a game. <laughs> Always got to have a game. They're great fun. Um, thank you so much for joining me. No, thank you for having me. It's been great just to have a chinwag about the doing blogging and reviewing and things. Yeah, great yeah, chat. It's great. So One question. Me. What's your next show that you're going to see? Well, we're like knee deep in panto season now, which yeah. is exciting. But I am actually in London tomorrow to watch My Neighbour Totoro. Ooh. I saw it last year and it is just amazing. Um, so I was like, mm, I really want to see it again, just to see if it's retained all that magic it had the first time. So, yeah, yeah my neighbour Totoro. Yeah, it got so many Olivier awards, didn't it? Yeah, I absolutely. See that one. Yeah, need you need to, to see that. So good. And I hadn't seen the film before. My fiance is like a huge fan of the films. But yeah. I was like, I need to go and see it. But it's just, oh, it's just beautiful. You need to go and see it. It's worth, yeah. That's worth every penny. Yeah. But there's no child dressed up as a Hemi Hoover, but there is oh. amazing puppetry that when you see it, it actually blows your mind how they've done it. Yeah. Like, it actually made me go, okay, this is a whole new level of puppetry now. Yeah, I need to, yeah, 100% need to see that one. Yeah, book your tickets. There you go. Spend £70 on that one. Yeah, <laughs> and the witches if you if you've got that <laughs> money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant! And very very last question: you have to nominate someone to come on the podcast. Who are you nominating? Right. Do you know who I would really really love you to talk to? Besides, obviously Hannah. Um, but it'd be good to get someone like Lucy Jones. Yes. Or, oh. I'm trying to think top of my head. Hmm. Or a director. So maybe someone or a choreographer. So I'm really good friends with Stephen Mir. So someone like Stephen Mir. Yes. So good to chat to. Stephen comes with the most fast range of experience you would not believe. So Stephen Mir would be a really good shout. So that would be fantastic. I will definitely do my reaching out and see if they'd like to come and join me. Lovely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on and chatting to me. And everyone listening, please make sure you like this video if you're watching on YouTube and subscribe to the channel and give the Spotify podcast a five-star review. And we'll see you in the next episode.